Yo, what's up, everybody? Just a quick update before this case file starts. I wasn't on it. My Iron Man streak is over. It's a sad, sad day. And it's also sad because Braden was in charge of recording. So there's a mild buzz throughout the whole episode. Hopefully you don't notice it, but you might a little bit. And that's our bad. Well, that's Braden's bad. All right, that's it. Just Braden and Dan this week. Enjoy. Once again, we turn our attention towards the tireless search for Bigfoot, the mysterious bipedal ape-like creature that seems to roam North America. Multiple sightings of these creatures throughout history and their appeal to the human imagination and our collective curiosity have opened the door for many organizations to be founded with the goal of positively identifying these creatures. But it is perhaps an understatement to say that these organizations struggle to gain credibility with the mainstream scientific community. Organizations like the Bigfoot Field Researchers Organization, or BFRO, and the North America Bigfoot Search take their goal of definitively proving the existence of an eight-foot upright walking wood ape very seriously. They have established mission statements and protocols for assessing sightings and evidence found during their expeditions. So what have these organizations found so far? Who can you contact if you have seen a Bigfoot? The BFRO and the North America Bigfoot Search are not the only two organizations taking up the quest for Bigfoot. On this case file, Braden and Dan tornado tag team to get into the nitty gritty of the Bigfoot organizations from coast to coast. Welcome to Alien Theorist Theorizing Bigfoot Beatdown. Bigfoot Beatdown. Your boys, Dan and Braden. Terrible twosome. Um, wait. You know what? I just forgot. I think Zelly actually wanted us to... I was thinking we were going to do this for Patreon only. Uh, but then I think, uh, I think Ryan wants this to be an actual case file because he's gone. Oh, wait. Yeah, is that true? Oh, snap. I think it is true. So, in that case, welcome to Alien Theorist Theorizing Case File 66. Seven. Big seven. Bigfoot beatdown featuring <laughs> your boys, Brayden and Dan. Boom, boom. Um, so, if you're listening to this on all the podcast apps, um, usually we kind of release these things... Um, these off-the-cuff uh, Skype sessions uh, to our Patreon listeners only. So if you like this and you want to hear more of just me and Dan and without that fucking nerd Ryan, uh, subscribe to Patreon, uh, and then you can get all our uh, um, secret feeds. And uh, we'll be recording more Dungeons & Dragons soon for the people who love that. Coming at um, you. Oh, God damn it. See, I normally on a real case file, I lock my cat out of my room, and she's fucking with my shit in here. Um, so in that case, <laughs> because this wasn't supposed to be a case file, this is going to be a fucking hocus pocus. 
So uh, we're, we're pulling Sasquatches out of a hat here. See me coming at you fast and furious. Get the fuck out of here. Um, space news. Oh, I scared the shit out of my cat with that one. Maybe that worked. Um, first off, space news. If you're noticing the diminished quality of ATT this week, that is because Ryan is not helping us with record this one. So uh, Dan and I are on our own. That's this the problem. It's a homegrown audio quality. This yeah. Is- <laughs> Couple uh, couple weeks ago, we talked about the new Aurora Steve, and uh, wait, what? Steve Aurora? Steve, yeah. So the, it's a new type of Aurora called Steve. Called Steve. Yeah, it's a, sh- it's a, uh, yeah. There's a fucking. Oh, what? Hold on. Is that like the make... is that like the scientific name for it, Steve? Yeah, that is. Okay. I'll t- I'll tell you now. You're gonna make me Google it. <laughs> it was named by some real science bros. Well, they called it Steve, and then like. And they were like, "Haha, this then, a, this Aurora looks like a Steve." Yeah, that looks right. Yeah, where it's got a um, fuck. Where is it? Oh yeah, here it is. Strong thermal emission velocity enhancement. Oh, so it's an acronym. Okay. Yeah, it's but it was a, it was a name Steve first as a joke, and then because the people who found it wanted to keep it, um, clever. They just made it work. Kind of like shield. Right. Um, Which is an acronym for. <laughs> come on. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking killing me here. This, oh, it's like strategic homeland initiative. Uh, enforcement legal dinosaurs. That sounds right. No, it's the strategic homeland intervention enforcement and logistics division. Uh, dinosaurs are better. Anyways, <laughs> um, on May 31st, Steve was spotted in Canada. Whoa. Welcome to Canada, Steve. Somebody should make a Twitter account for Steve. Uh, it was very purple. Steve was or Sir, Steve was very faint purple. Um, it's when hot currents of plasma begin to flow through the upper atmosphere and uh, Steve appears. Uh, so if you can look, it's, it'll look like a purple ribbon, just a light purple ribbon. Then that's called a Steve. Strong, Uh, strong shades of purple. Bring out the Steve. Bring out the Steve. Um, and that's all I had for space news because, uh, we weren't going to do space news on this because this wasn't going to be, we weren't even supposed to be here today. (laughs) We're not getting paid overtime. I thought we were going to get paid overtime. That's some bullshit. We have to come in on our days off. So busy. Unprepared as usual. (laughs) My calendar is so absolutely slammed with stuff. Well, we also said we were going to retire the Randomatron and have something new this week. But since Ryan's not here, guess what? We're doing the Randomatron. Here is the UFO case file of the week. Bringing it back from the dead. Kick it hard. (laughs) And we're going right old school. Back to Random Tron X1. All right. Webb Eddie Doyle. During the October 1973 wave of sightings in the United States, Eddie Doyle Webb was blinded. By several hours, by, by a close, was blinded, <laughs> blinded me with science. <laughs> uh, 
He was blinded by several hours. I think that's supposed to. I think that's a typo. It would make more sense if it said was blinded for several hours by a close encounter with a UFO. What? Blinded he, for like three hours? He sat there like yeah. I'm blind. Yeah, I can't see for several hours. Oh, I, I don't. Looked, uh, <laughs> I looked at the light. Ah. Uh, he had been driving a tractor trailer through the dawn when a bright aluminum object came up fast behind him. He awakened his wife who was asleep in the cab, but she did not Ooh, see choker. anything. Damn, choker to the I don't, extreme. I don't see anything, Eddie. I don't see it. Are they from Ireland? Are they from? I don't know. I think so. No, they're from the States. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, this one gets good, actually. All right, hold on a minute. He waking up his wife, but she did not see anything. <laughs> Webb put his head out the window, and something like a ball of fire struck him in the face. He, be- he began screaming, I am burned! I am burned! I cannot see! <laughs> oh, I am burned! I am burned! I cannot see! <laughs> No, you and have to. It's I. I cannot see. I cannot I'm see. I'm banned. I, am, I, I cannot banned. see. Uh, and Mrs. Webb drove him. Now. Drove him to the Barnes Hospital, St. Louis, to attend an eye specialist, Doctor Harley Rutledge of the Southwest Missouri State University uh, Physics Department, analyzed glasses. That Webb had been wearing and stated that, hmm, it appeared they were heated internally. The plastic apparently got hot and the mold came to the surface. The heat warped the plastic, causing the lens to fall out. The nature of the experience remains a mystery, but there are many instances of burning and heat resulting from close encounters, whether the source is natural or artificial. It's our UFO case file of the week. And probably the last one, because that segment's getting retired. Mm. Well, something bright and shiny next time. Bright and shiny Um, new segments. So, first off, we're here talking about Bigfoot. Yes. Um, Our Dan, favorite some, cryptid. Yes. Un, some unrelated news. I bought a trailer called a Bigfoot. No, wait. Was it named Bigfoot before you bought it or you named it Bigfoot? No, the brand is called Bigfoot and it has oh, a little it, Bigfoot on it. And it's a monster truck. No, no. It's just a, it's just a little, it's a camper and it's got a little uh, Bigfoot guy on the side. This uh-huh. is Bigfoot. I was going to name it the El Nasty. Ooh. And I was going to get that put on the... I was going to maybe get that, like, a decal made and put it on the back. Oh, sweet. It's got to be done. Yeah. You know, maybe it's one it, day. It's, it's the right thing to do. Um, so what are, we, what are we talking about Bigfoot? Because we have touched on Bigfoot before. So what, what are we, we going to get into today? I think, I think things are going to get pretty heated today. I, I think we're going to talk about some, some stuff that makes me a little bit... Little, the, the, the sheer audacity of some of the I don't want to call them so-called I don't want I don't want to put them out like that but some of the research we're going to cover some of the research organizations if you can call them that that 
that claim that they they are pursuing Bigfoot in a legitimate scientific and logical manner. We're going to talk about some of those and I'm I'm probably going to get pretty pretty heated. All right. Who who are we talking about first? Who's who's on who's on Dan's dartboard first? <laughs> okay. I mean, I'm not I'm not going to hit him too hard. I'm just going to be I mean, these organizations know on their on their websites they claim most of them don't have definitive evidence that these that the cryptids which are called Bigfoot or El Nasties or Yetis, any of those that they definitively have di- exist. So, I, and we might have some of these people on. I, I wouldn't mind talking to some of these people on the show. So I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, but we're going to just talk about some of the stuff that's going down. First thing I want to go ahead and say is that to this day, at least since 2012, there was a joint press release issued in May of 2012 by the Museum of Zoology in Lausanne in Switzerland and the University of Oxford, where they took a total of 57 samples, uh, which they, 57 samples, genetic samples, so like hair, teeth, things like that, any type of physical evidence which was attributed to have been uh, taken or... A big feet. Yeah, taken from a big foot, big feet, right? And they submitted them for genetic testing. Okay, and these were all kinds of different ones. So you had, you had different kinds of. Most of them were hair shafts, and they ranged in kind of freshness from super fresh to museum specimens that had been around for about fifty years old. Now, the majority of the mitochondrial DNA, which you don't need that much actually, when they, you don't need that much to match to different species. They matched all fifty. All 57 samples were matched to 100% extant species, whether they were cows or different types of dogs or goats, things like that. But the only real interesting thing to come out of it wasn't that they belonged to Bigfoot. is that two of the samples they found actually existed to some – they don't know what it is, but it's an unknown species of bear. Or Ooh. one of them was like a, a previously thought to be extinct type of uh, polar bear. And those were those were samples taken uh, from Bhutan up in there in the Himalayas area. So that's kind of neat. So they they have yet to identify what type of bear they came from, or if they can find these type of bears are still up there, or perhaps that they were um, haven't found them yet, or there's some sort of hybrid bear. So there's some kind of hybrid bear running around in the Himalayas. Possibly an explanation for the Yeti. Eh, who knows? So I just had to say that. That's so. So far, there is no definitive, I think, physical evidence that Bigfoot exists. No, you know. So I mean, Braden, what do you think? You you think it exists, or or what? What do you think? Or you where do you sit well, in the skeptic belief? Well, camp? here's here's the thing. Um, I live in British Columbia. British Columbia is home to... That's like Bigfoot uh, hometown. That's like yeah, Bigfoot the most ground zero. The most, absolute most uh, number of sightings by far. Probably by double. Um, if you... Oh, you know what? Actually, California and Washington have more. Oh, beat you out there. But you guys do have an actual island named Ape Island. Is that correct? Yeah. Which Dude, is named because a, there, of 
sightings of Bigfoot. There's a place north, uh, just south of Fort Nelson, way up north of BC, and it's called the Sasquatch Crossing. The hotel's called the Sasquatch Crossing, and they have just fake Sasquatches everywhere. I should stop in there one time when I'm driving through and ask if they've had a sighting and why. They, I've never, I've never really assumed that. I was like, oh, maybe it's because. Uh, I was like, maybe it's because there was a sighting. I never thought of that. Maybe a Sasquatch runs like, it. <gasps> oh, dude! Warren's so I'm reading on uh, <laughs> BFRO's site. So BFRO is the Bigfoot the, Field Researchers Organization. Yeah. Uh, the only scientific <laughs> group researching Bigfoot. Yeah, okay. <laughs> they're, our, right. they're our first stop. They're our first stop at these guys. Okay. Yeah. This one This one was founded in 1995 by Matt Moneymaker. That is the guy's real name. That's Matt, his name, Matt, Matt Moneymaker. Money, yes. Do you know what his dad's name was? Or no. Oh, please say no. it's... It's his dad or his grandfather. I can't remember off the top of my head. It's like Richard Rich Moneymaker. I'm not Richie Rich yeah. moneymaker. Not joking. That's such bullshit. Crazy. Uh, but Matt Moneymaker has founded this. So they've been around since 1995. And these guys, um, their their policy uh, pretty much is the BFRO is to study the species in ways that will not physically harm them. So these guys are not out for a dead Sasquatch. They're all about just getting a getting a evidence that won't hurt harm, it, hurt it or, yeah. or disturb it in any way, I think, which I would think is incredibly difficult to, to do that. Right. So, oh, um, these were the guys who I think they got pretty popular after they made the, uh, the finding Sasquatch, uh, series on animal planet. That's, that's his, this guy, Matt moneymaker. And he had the, have you ever watched it? Yeah, yeah, I've seen some of it. And you got the dude named Bobo. Oh, God, you got a guy named Bobo on your show. Like, come on, man. Well, the thing with that show is it was always a letdown because you were like, they're not going to see shit. Well, you know what? (laughs) Actually, I mean, I have to give Matt Moneymaker some credit because he originally was against calling the show Finding Bigfoot because he was hard up to be like, we're probably not going to find it. Yeah, it's it's bit Sasquatch is not something that you find, you know, it's just kind of you, you get your hopes up, really. You know? Here's here's my thought on it. Like, especially in Canada, if there if there is one, it would make way more sense that it's in the Washington or British Columbia region because there's so much forest that's just left alone. And if they are endangered and there's not that many of them. That would be the only thing that makes sense to me is that there's a very, very limited number of them, right? Right. So it's so not only is a sighting rare, but it's it, you don't even realize how rare it is because maybe there's like under fifty, mm. right? And and they and they're kind of they're not really uh, they don't move in packs or anything, so they're more solitary. Well, I've got. I mean, I think Biafraro they they concede that or they believe that these things, they definitely exist. They believe they definitely exist and that these unknown primates are living out there in small groups, maybe not totally solitary, but small groups. And they, they are migratory, but they're able to control their population to such a point where they don't, they barely impact the ecosystem. So that's what makes them so difficult to find is that they have no real solid, uh, 
you know, carbon footprint or whatever you want to call it, but they've got nothing. Like they just, they, they can move around and, and live in such harmony with the forest that they almost, it seems like they don't exist. Very difficult to find. Hmm. So, oh, get the fuck out of here, you little dink. Hey, pff, no. Fuck. Should have closed my door on this little shit. <laughs> she's, she's fucking sitting in the corner, fucking with the cords. Stop. Ah. <sighs> Man, we need Ryan back. <laughs> um, piss off. She's looking at me. Um, I'm trying to find out this. I'm trying to look up this Sasquatch crossing place in northern British Columbia. Because I'm like, there's got to be a re- like a reason why it's called Sasquatch Crossing Lodge. That's where they see all this. I'm sure there's a couple of sightings that have happened there. That, well, BR- BFRO doesn't have any listed. Get the fuck out of here, you little dick. Goodbye. Um, Under what, Sasquatch Crossing? Where's yeah. That? So if you're ever up there, I would, why, listen, let's first off this. If you're having to drive to Fort Nelson, you're already having a bad day. There's fucking nothing in Fort Nelson. You got to drive right through. You got to get into, uh, you know, Liard Hot Springs. You get into uh, Alaska or Atlin or some of the places further north are beautiful. If you had to stop this, like, let me tell you, I, I drive, I, for work, I've driven past this place a couple times. I would never, I would sleep in the truck <laughs> before I, before I slept in this place. Um, but I, I don't know. I'm going to stop in there next time and ask, I'm going to ask some people what, what's that all about? Cause it doesn't actually say anything about like, it just is like, yeah, it's called Sasquatch crossing. What up? What what's it to you? They don't have like a giant wooden carved Sasquatch outside, or oh, they do outside. Oh, they, they do. do. Oh, okay, but like, I'm like, is there a reason, or did someone just like, is someone just like, I fucking love Sasquatch? I'm sure there's a reason. It's got to be. But uh, it's just it's just so hard for me with, especially with the, like, I just don't get their scientific like. What's their scientific study like? Fucking knocking on trees. Yeah. I just think I just think you would like. With the amount of hunters and the amount of like equipment now and drones and all this stuff, like if they were out there, we could find them. Like that's my thing with like you know we have all the thermal image cameras and stuff. Like, I guess maybe the hair doesn't let the heat escape. Yeah, that's that's one theory uh, that these things are. But you know there are the there are those on the other side of the fence that believe that Sasquatch is more you know the the spiritual creature, the kind of dimension shifting uh you know spirit walking creature of the of the uh you know ghost world that kind of that kind of stuff but i don't put so much stock on that if if there is one i hope it's it's more biological i don't go into the the dimension shifting theories so much um but all of the organizations that i pulled up they all believe that it is a physical creature the only difference between some of them is that some of them believe it's an unknown primate whereas at least one of them we'll, we'll talk about later but um one of the other ones thinks that it is a a closer relation to humans you know yeah so after the bfro i came to the kentucky bigfoot research organization now oh that, that sounds good yeah mm-hmm. i all kentucky Right, so I would have I would have assumed that these guys had some sort of. Uh, <laughs> have you ever watched the show Mountain Monsters? Oh, yeah. That, oh God, I hate that show so much. I hate it. I hate it so much. 
You don't <laughs> like you don't you cannot Dude, understand my rage every time I watch it. I've watched I said that okay, so their website is great. Their picture of Bigfoot on their website hardcore. looks like Idris Eldra dresses Bigfoot. Idris Elba. <laughs> and it's I like, you know, you wouldn't think Kentucky is is that would be known for or would have such a strong um you know Bigfoot research research organization following, but they but they do. I mean, Kentucky has enough to go ahead. That's that's your East Coast, right? So if you thought that Bigfoot oh. was just a, a Northwest thing, you'd be wrong. You know, these guys cover mostly, I think, the East Coast from down from pretty much from like Kentucky up to New York and down, or I think Vermont, as far as Vermont, and then down to Florida. Um, so these guys cover your 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 East Coast as far as that's concerned. Um, this one was founded in 1997, and they their goal is to document all credible, which I think is should be kind of quit put in quotation marks, credible Bigfoot encounters in Kentucky. So, in total, from 1994 until 2014, they've had 398 reports of reports of sightings of Bigfoot or unknown upright bipedal organisms. I guess you could call them. Right, as far as that is, so you know, if you're out there in Kentucky and you 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 have you want to call somebody that you've seen something, you can call these guys. Kentucky Research, they seem like a pretty cool, pretty cool dudes. As far as it is, I mean, these guys take. I mean, I looked at at least a couple of their uh, their actual investigations. I mean, these guys actually don't do a bad job. Like they they take actual photos of the area where the sighting happened. They interview. Um, they have like an image, they have the person describe their encounter, you know, as soon as they can get a hold of this person, they have them describe what they saw. Um, then they follow up with the person, um, whether it's by, uh, um, on the phone or in person directly, they take pictures of where it happened and they put in some, it looks like they put in some time. So it, it, they put in a couple theories of what, what happened around the areas, um, I'll give you one example, right? So they have this one that was reported, um, and they they go ahead and t- I don't know who came up with the title, but it caught it caught me at a glance. The <laughs> Wadi Werewolves, Wadi Werewolves, witnessed Waddy? by Wadi W A D D Y. The fuck I, does that mean? I I don't know. I, I don't know. Um, this happened uh, in Shelbyville, Kentucky. Um, and they get ahead and interviewed their witness, whose name is Pam, and they asked her to describe her encounter. So she went ahead and said, um, she, well, she talked about a while about walking. She was out walking her dogs one night about 9 p.m. Uh, this happened in 2017. And what she saw is that she saw two upright upright figures which were kind of looking strange they looked larger than they normally she was standing across the street like near her house uh, and she looked across uh, into a, a neighbor's uh, driveway and uh, she could just see well she said I could see the hair standing up on their backs they had jerky movements and I remember thinking they looked like giant black tumbleweeds coming down the driveway there was a large bush at the end of the driveway and they were coming down and they tried to hide behind it They were too big to both fit behind the bush, and I saw one in the back actually back up 
because there wasn't room behind <laughs> both of them to hide there. I'm picturing this in my head. It's like the old trying to hide behind a light post, but you're too fat. Right. <laughs> so apparently these things seem to realize that they had both been seen and they moved up the driveway and they stopped at the front corner of the house and they, and they stood up on their two legs. So they stood up upright and then the strangest thing she's, I mean, she knows they were very tall and what happens next is, is really strange. She said that they, they raised up their arms above their heads and they shook like a dog, like a dog getting, like getting water off of it. And they just, they shook and then they took off. And that's what happened. They took off around the other side of the house. Weird. And it's so strange. You know, so that's one of the the reports that from the Kentucky Bigfoot Research Organization. And it's 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 a little strange, but they they do some lot. If you go to their website, they've got a lot of uh, descriptions of their that they have. So it looks like they they curate their stuff pretty good. I'm gonna so. uh, I'm gonna read. Uh, this is the most recent because you said Kentucky, so I was like, oh, I wonder what uh, BFRO has on Kentucky sightings. This is the most recent uh, Kentucky Bigfoot sighting. Um, it's a class B. I don't know what a class B setting is. Probably class, okay. There's class A. I guess we. I think we talked about it in our first Bigfoot one, but I think so. there's. But we'll class go back a through it again. Class A is, class A is like within sight. Like there's no, there's no doubt on what it could be. Like you were probably a couple yards away, so it's still. I well, technically, I still think it's anecdotal accent. Uh, it's like firsthand account. Mm-hmm. And then class B is like you saw it from far away. Uh, so you could it could have possibly been something else. And then class C is like third hand. So that's like, you know, um, you know, Native American stories, uh, things like that. Old yeah, okay. news stories, stuff like that. So nothing that you okay. can get to confirm. Yeah. So the most recent um, report. This is report number 57777. Submitted Wednesday, June 28th, 2017. Summer. Uh, The nearest town is uh, Gilbertsville in uh, Trigg County. Um, Current occurrence was inside land between the lakes, National Forest, Hillman Ferry Campground at Campsite B-43. This is the account. Well, I made sure we secured the most backcountry spot where you can dump camp. I wanted away from loud people. So it is empty and quiet, covered with plenty of trees. So at about 4 a.m., I wake up instantly. I ask my wife, what's the matter? She simply whispered she was scared. I ask about what? She said she heard noises out in the woods. Now, normally, I would ask her to go back to sleep, that there's nothing wrong. But this time, suddenly, about maybe five or six owls started hooting. Hoo, 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 hoo. <laughs> That's in the report. That's what it says in the report. Hoo, 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 hoo. And they're going nonstop, back to back. Hoo, hoo, hoo. Then the coyotes begin howling with them. God, it's like I'm there. And then every bird wakes up and begins their story. Chirp, 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 
chirp, chirp, chirp, chirp, chirp. Chirp, chirp, chirp. They go They go on continuously for about 30 seconds. Suddenly. They all stop. And so I know this is completely unusual. Then we hear it. Clump. 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 Branches were breaking. Wood was cracking with each step. And I'm like, okay, that's a biped. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But a human unless it was intentionally trying to be frightened, would not be tromping around. Not if you're Jason Voorhees. <laughs> yes, very true. An adult would know and expect people to have firearms. Also, the terrain would be too difficult to simply decide to go for a stroll in the woods in the middle of the night, with no guarantee to meet somebody to scare. During the day, the forest is too dense for hunting. I know there are no bears. I know it is not a deer or any other woodland creature that is common here. So, it keeps getting closer and closer. So I cough really loud. (coughs) No change in its cadence. It sounded like how I would sound walking through the woods. Heavy. Sweating. (laughs) How does he figure it's fucking sweating? Heavy (laughs) and sweating. Oh, I get it. I get it. No, I should have finished it. It's great. So this guy's a fat guy. It's exact. It sounded like how I would sound walking through the woods. <laughs> Heavy and sweating, full of complaints. <laughs> These steps were loud. So I get out. The flashlight is in the truck. I go to the truck and rummage around for it. And I'm naked. <laughs> Why does that need to go in Car- there? Carrying a knife in my mouth. What? Why would he... Why do you need That's the, the worst place to put your Why knife? Why do you need that in your... Why can't you hold it in your hand there, Rambo? <laughs> Fucking fat guy. Now there's two fat naked guys trudging around in the forest. Uh, I was searching through the vehicle. So I find it. And then I start searching the tree line. I see nothing. But st- the steps stop. He's still standing there butt naked with a flashlight. Well, with a knife, knife, knife in his mouth. Still in his mouth. Yeah. So I start up the vehicle and I point it towards. A, I just picture him with a. If you're not picturing him with this big Bowie knife in his mouth the whole time, <laughs> you're not picturing the story right. <laughs> so I start up the vehicle and I point it towards the words. I turn on the high beams. Nothing. I get out. I turn off the lights. I start to head back to the tent and then suddenly, boom, 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 it runs off. Tree limbs are breaking, trees are swaying, and all I could hear, it exhale as it's run. It sounded like a combination of a boar and a man. (laughs) If you're all wondering, that's what the combination of a boar and a man sounds like. Yeah. And so, if you're familiar with the land between the lakes, there's a huge dog man (laughs) or Bigfoot phenomenon here. Tons of stories on YouTube about here. So I don't know. We both experienced it. Pretty crazy, hey? Also noticed, I am very skilled in outdoor activities, and I have plenty of experience in the backcountry. I'm a retired Marine, and I have extensive hunting and tracking experience. This was unlike anything I've ever encountered in the bush. Other stories. 
This place is famous for a werewolf-like creature or Bigfoot-type creature. After last night, I began researching it, and there was countless stories. The timing was night. It was 4 a.m., poor natural lighting, and I used the vehicle. <laughs> Just... Ah, man. I you, Like, we were talking about sightings the other day, and it's like, I, I know... Um, when people put out their, they, they always got to say like, Oh, like I, I don't put much credence. I kind of gives, it, it gives me less, it gives them less credibility. I think if they go ahead and say like, you know, I've been out there for like 20 years and I, I've been hunting every single high animal there is. And I know exactly what everything is. And, and, and you know, if they just say that, and I'm a former Marine and I'm like, that really doesn't have anything to do with anything. <laughs> like if you just told me exactly what you heard and like, it's like, I don't know what it was. Like it could have been this, but, but I've heard that before. They sound like this. Dude, it, I can disprove that. Anyone who says that anyone who says, Oh, I've been hunting for 20 years, whatever. I've lived in my body for 30 years <laughs> and I'm surprised by the noises that come out of it sometimes. <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah so for you to be like i know exactly what another creature is gonna make and maybe not the creature i heard make it before but a completely different creature i know exactly exactly i'm like no motherfucker it probably things can make different noises and to to that i'm a hunter and i've been hunting for years and i know exactly what things sound like (laughs) (laughs) um no, I, but, but I have been. I've been hunting. There are weird sounds. Things make weird. Like I've heard what coyote. Like I thought coyotes sounded like you know they just made like little yipping sounds, but they make weird ass sounds, like scary sounds. Yeah. You know, and I don't think people have heard. You know, I don't care how long you've been hunting. There's no way that you've heard every noise because people are like you know I've been hunting. I've seen like a mountain lion like once, or you'll never see a mountain lion. But those yeah. make weird sounds too. Um. Well, I, like I've I've. I'm pretty sure it's now. I guess. Okay, I'll tell you my story, and this could be essentially. I I should re- submit this as a, a Bigfoot report because, in my head, it's always been it was always a moose. But here's here's my story. So we had a, we found this really good hunting spot. Um, there was lots of cross trails, and there was a there was a giant um, like gravel pit where all the um, all like the snow removal trucks would get their salt from. So we figured all these animals would go and lick the salt out of this huge, it was covered. It was like this huge outdoor tent uh, where they would like use a loader to pick up the salt that they had dropped off there. So we, we figured animals would go there, lick the salt. And then there was a Creek like down the way, probably a kilometer right down the hill. So we figured, you know, stuff would go for a quick salt lick and mm-hmm. then walk down and get a, drink. Uh, get a drink. So we built a nice tree blind about halfway between. Right. Um, even when we were building this thing, man, we there were so many deer, um, so many deer, um, you know, we'd see some bears every now and then, tons of game. And there was there was also, like, big shit, too. Like dinosaurs. Um, no, like big shits. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, so we figured it was moose or maybe like elk would have been rare, but not unheard of. Um, so, uh, so we build this blind. It's way up in the trees. It's probably like, we built it like nine feet in the trees. Three people could sit in it. 
So we built it. We put, we threw apples in the fields and stuff. And then we'd go, we'd go there early in the mornings, well before, um, well before first light. And you would have to hike down. We had this little goat trail that we knew how to get to it that we had kind of carved out. So you'd have to walk there in the dark. We'd have little flashlights. We'd keep them low. And then we'd, uh, we'd walk down to it. So we did that a couple of times. We were not having, uh, we not having any luck. So, uh, like probably the fourth time we went there the second weekend, um, is me and my buddy Nick and we drive, we drive, we walk down, we've got our flashlights on. We always kept the flashlights low cause we didn't like shining them around if something was out there. Right. 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 So we just, we just would follow the footpath. And so we're walking the footpath and then as you get down, it would like cut through some thick trees and we would kind of like, it was like to an open field, but we had cut through the thicket. So then if anything was in the field, they couldn't, they would just hear the noises, maybe not sure. And we always tried to walk. So we weren't walking in. So if something hurt us, they would maybe it, it was think it's a four legged animal. Like another animal. That's what that anyways, that was our thought process as if an animal goes through that much thought. But <laughs> anyway, so we're walking and all of a sudden like twigs and stuff like we hear, we hear cracking, right? Something's stepping in the woods, not, not far from us. Sound like a hundred meters, but sound can be tricky. So it's hard to say. So we both just put our lights to our chest and we're just listening. And now it's starting to get first light, but not really. So we can kind of just see each other, but like you can't really see anything else. It's that, like that weird light where it's not light, but you can still kind of see because your eyes have adjusted to the dark. So we're just standing there and we just hear, we just hear this like crack, 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 crack. We're like, okay, what the fuck is that? Right. We can't see. So it stops and we're like, okay, let's just keep. So we slowly, really slowly creep to our blind and we get up in our tree blind. So now we're sitting there and the light's starting to come up. It's still that really dark. Like it hasn't quite hit first light, but you can kind of make out shapes and stuff. And we start hearing this, the, the cracking of the woods and stuff again, right? And then we hear this big like, <sighs> like really exasperated exhales. <sighs> like it was crazy. Like really just, I always just assumed it was maybe a moose. But so then we were looking at each other. We're like, oh, can you see anything? Can you th- see anything? And then all of a sudden something must have spooked whatever this was. And it went trucking through the forest and you could just hear just like just wrecking the forest as it went through right and i always just attributed that to a moose right i had never seen a moose in that area right we we had seen some bigger shits but we'd never really seen moose shit we'd never seen any hit signs that moose were there right but i was just assumed that was a moose but i guess in this like like now anytime i really just assume something's a moose. I'm like, oh, I could have been typing in a Bigfoot uh, report. Could have been, yep. Could have been reporting that to the yeah, the BFRO. But not just the BFRO or the Kentucky Bigfoot Research Organization. We also have a Bigfoot Research Organization on the Gulf Coast. There's another one. Really? Right. Yep. So if you live in anywhere, pretty much Texas to Alabama... Uh, these guys got you. The Gulf Coast Bigfoot Research Organization, this GCBRO. And what's special about these guys is the GCBRO is the only organization that is willing to validate their own personal Bigfoot encounters and findings with a polygraph examination. So if you doubt any of their claims, they are willing to take a polygraph 
on it. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you call them out to if you call them out to investigate or whatever, they will back up all their findings uh, or encounters with a polygraph test, which is nuts. I think even though polygraphs are kind of like I don't know who's gonna give the polygraph. I, do they have? I'm, I'm not really sure. I wasn't really sure on that. I looked on their website, and I'm, I'm not really sure if they if they have a polygraph. Who reads it? Do you take them to the police station and get a polygraph? Because I'm pretty sure you can't do that. <laughs> well, and my thing is like, also polygraphs don't work. Yeah. So, pretty sure they're they're BS. But you know, I mean, they're willing to say that. So I guess. Well, I'll fucking I'll dude. I'll take a polygraph and say I saw Bigfoot. I don't give yep. a shit. Mm-hmm. Could you? You could very well believe that you did, and yeah. it would, and you'd turn out and be fine. In the words of George Costanza, "It's not a lie if you believe it." Mm. Wise, wise words. Wise words. Um, <laughs> what was that organization called again? That is the Gulf Coast Bigfoot Research Organization, the GCBRO. They were founded by Bobby Hamilton in 1997, and then Jim Lansdale from Louisiana jumped on and helped them, came aboard. So they co-founded it together, and they made it what it is today. Hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, because of you, because I just read that Bigfoot encounter, I was kind of like looking at other Bigfoot encounters. I thought I'd pull the most recent Bigfoot encounter. Most recent uh, Bigfoot encounter is April 2018 on BFRO. Mm-hmm. In fucking New Jersey. It's crazy. New Jersey. All right. It's a short one. I'll read this one. This is... uh, The nearest town is Brown Mills uh, by Route 70, Route 59, if you're familiar with the New Jersey area. Uh, Spring 2018, April. Uh, My husband and I were taking a woods cruise and we're driving in the northern section of the Brendan T. Byrne Forest on St. Mary's Road. Is that a thing? A woods cruise? What is that? They go on I, a think uh, I think that's just a cruise in your car through the woods. Oh. <laughs> so, so, so it's what I'm assuming. I don't know if it's a woods cruise or some sort of fucking land boat. That was like a, yeah, I thought it was a boat or like or a, some like sort a of boat. land yacht. Yeah. <laughs> Hovercraft. Um, it, on, uh, yeah, T. Bryn Forest on St. Mary's Road. It came to a dead end. So we stopped to look around, and there was a pond and a little path. So we decided to walk our dog for a bit. We'd only gone in a little ways when we smelled a kind of musty mildew odor, mm-hmm. typically not smelled in the woods. This kind of freaked my husband out, and he wanted to go back to the car, pussy. <laughs> he just didn't want to go for a hike. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's the that's weird the first smells excuse. in the forest. Oh, oh, let's no. get out of here. Mm. Mil- forest mildew. smells weird. That smells weird. All this forest smells weird like all where, the time. Where there's mildew, there's mold. Let's get out of here. Um, so we started back the way we came and then turned down Buckingham Whiting Road. We drove this for a bit and came across a little bridge. We stopped because I like taking pictures of the water. After a bit, we started to drive off. I'm driving, and in a split second, I saw something brown on two legs and about six feet tall sprint behind the car in the area we just we were just in. I caught it in my rearview mirror. I was kind of thinking to myself that my eyes were playing tricks on me, but I just couldn't shake it. I stopped the car, 
and my husband told me to go in reverse. As we approached the area, he thought he heard branches snapping and a splash into the water. He didn't see anything, so we drove on. We just kept talking about what I saw, and if it was a bear or a deer, a per- <laughs> but and if it was a deer, a bear, or a person. I said it was definitely on two legs. It was quick, and it was light brown, but thin. We drove a little more and turned around and went back. On our way back, I thought I saw... I thought something was rubbing in my brakes because we heard like a... We stopped, and he looked under my car and didn't see anything. He thought maybe it was what I saw making a warning call. Weird. Mm, that's weird. That is super strange. Ah, oh, weird. New Jersey. Yeah. They're all over the place. I mean, if you think if you think Bigfoot sightings are just like in the swamps, the Everglades, like you got your 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 skunk apes and your things like that, or you think that they're over in the Pacific Northwest, like uh, no, there are tons of actually. There's a lot of Bigfoot sightings up in the like uh, northern parts of New York, Vermont, and uh, those are er- like New Hampshire areas. There's a lot up there. I mean, you got a huge amount of forest in that that like the, the New Jersey Pine Barrens. Like we say, which is famous for the Jersey Devil, but then again, could be a type of Sasquatch. Maybe it's know. the same, same, but different kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Very, very, very possible, I think, in my thing. Well, after you get to the Gulf Coast, you can cover the whole North America by going to go to the North America Bigfoot Search, or NABS. Now, this one is interesting because they were founded by David Paulides. I know I'm going to get it wrong. Or Paulides. And that guy, he's the author of everybody's favorite Missing 411 books. Oh, I do yeah. like those books. If you don't know what Missing 411 is, it's a, a collection of books uh, authored by David Paulides. And they basically kind of in, imply uh, the conclusion through most of the books. They, he talks about a lot of the mysterious disappearances that have happened in uh, North America. Not just a lot, an, an actually unfathomable number of disappearances unexplained disappearances that happen within the the national parks of north america a lot of them there are a lot and uh he kind of seems uh, if you go over most of them it kind of seems to imply that there's some sort of conspiracy going on but he's you know and he might have a little bit leaning towards perhaps sasquatch as an explanation for some of these disappearances maybe Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he did find he did found his in 2004 he founded the North American Bigfoot search or NABS for, for short and this is the one that I was talking about earlier they're the Bigfoot research organization that um, they believe that the Sasquatch is more of a human ancestor uh, perhaps like a missing link or part of the other in the same class as maybe like Neanderthals or Devonians or any any of the uh, offshoots of the Homo sapien. They think it's close, more closely related to us than it is an ape. Hmm. So that's their their claim to fame. So they're in there. They they they're pretty on point with it. They have done um, what they claim to have an an. Ex- number of extensive dna tests that they have found like any of their uh the evidence that they've they've found hair samples things like that they've had tested and they say that their dna testing which is has been done 
a couple times. They say that most of it comes back as human. So maybe it's some type of human. Meh. I don't put much I don't put much stock in it because it would kind of be like if you if you did it over they only tested like a couple through like one organization. If you did it a couple times through a couple of organizations, I'd believe you. I'd be closer to believing you. Put some stock in that. Yeah. But, Mm. No. <laughs> Another more recent one is the Olympic Project. I've heard about this one talk uh, more in recent this. years. I haven't you ever heard, heard this of this at all? No. Oh. The Olympic Project. These guys cover most of uh, Olympia, the the deep forests around Washington State, and um, these guys were founded by Derek Randalls, and he said that he has had he was inspired by his encounter in 1985. Now Derek was actually a, a member of the BFRO, and he was with them when they went to find they they have this. Uh, if you look it up, they went on this the Skookum Skookum expedition where they found a what they they reported, and they have a a cast a plaster cast of a Bigfoot track, and they 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 tout that as one of the definite evidence of the, the existence of a Sasquatch. Um, but he was on that. He was actually on that expedition. He was one of the people that found it. But then I think due to um, from some of the reports and, and some of the things I've heard, some of the shows I've heard Derek actually talk on, he, the Olympic project project kind of splintered off from the BFRO because of some sort of internal politics or, you know, philosophy difference in there. But uh, they do, they, they, they seem all right. Um, but the funny thing is that the BFRO and the Olympic Project both are funded by the same guy. Like their they're, they're, they're benefactor that, that, uh, that fu- like funds their expeditions, like buys them all their night vision equipment and, and camping gear and all that stuff. It's the same guy. Interesting. Which I think is a little... It's... Uh, what's his name? His name is uh, Wally Hersom. Um, well, he's, a, he's a... Yeah, he's a multimillionaire guy from Nevada. And uh, he he funds both. Like, he funds both the BFRO and this Olympic project. So, part of me thinks he's just doing it because the, the, the actual... The Olympic project is in... Like, these these... these these organizations can get themselves. Um, I think it's a tax write-off. Is really what it is. Oh man! Yeah. I think the guy funds it. He might have a genuine interest. Yeah, this guy might have a genuine interest, but I think he puts some of the money in here just to get it. He can write it off as a donation or like something like that. I, I think that's that might be what it is. Oh, I think he kind of falls into that 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 thing. But we yeah, should let's start sure. our own Bigfoot organization. It's hard. Well, if you do, maybe I'm hoping that we can be like the the next organization, which is the North American Wood Ape Conservancy, and they're an actual 501c3 tax exempt nonprofit scientific research organization. Oh, what are they called? What's the name again? The North American Wood Ape Conservancy. North American. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, hell yeah. These guys are these guys are pretty serious. Woodape.org. Um, yeah. Yeah. They seem they seem like pretty alright guys. These guys have had three um three major expeditions that they've done. Uh, in two thousand six they started Operation Force Visual, which was actually their camera trap project. 
And this one, they set up a ton of, uh, you know, the, the trap cameras that only yeah. go off when something goes in front of it. They put a bunch around in uh, one of the areas um, around Oklahoma, I believe. Uh, a bunch of different sites where they said they, they had uh, large amounts of Sasquatch activity. Uh, but uh, from 2006 to 2011, no photo captures. So they had like five years and didn't really get anything. So that's kind of disappointing. But not for well, them, the, you know. Yeah, but they're, they're in the southern states. Like, let's, let's be honest here. That's not really the fucking Bigfoot hub. Yeah. They would I mean, have to cross a desert to get there. <laughs> Where, like, but they said that these places have uh, at least one of these places. They had a couple different areas where they set up um, areas. So they had like A, B, C, um, Z, Y, X. And one of the areas that they put in, which they have labeled Area X, um, had a large amount of Bigfoot activity. Now, it wasn't like so much that they had sightings, but they definitely had, they said that they had audio recordings. This was the This was the place where they heard the most... Uh, you know, the, what they attribute, you know, wood knocking as a form of communication for, for Sasquatches. Um, uh, hoots, howls, things like that, unidentified sounds in the, in the, in the forest. And, and these guys say that they, they see these things in Area X. Like they have, they have investigators out there. And right now they have a, um, what they call the, the Washita, the Washita Project monograph. And this one is where they've been, constantly observing this area x like they have a long-term uh observation going around pretty much all year round even in the winter time and then they say they have consistent activity here but the thing is they keep saying everybody asks like well if there's constant activity how come you don't take any pictures and they kind of say well when we do see them like we have seen them our, our members have seen them it's only for a couple seconds. It's like two or three seconds and then it's gone, you know? Hmm. And, and I kind of think that this is, is it's not really a faulting on their part. I think it's kind of a faulting in, in the way that they're, they train to, to observe these things. I mean, these guys, like you might be, you might be like a professional woodsman. You might be like a former game warden or a naturalist or a biologist or anthropologist or whatever, but you're not a trained wildlife photographer. You know, if you were a trained wildlife photographer, it's like you have your camera on you all the time. Like you, you have that thing ready to go or you're sitting there with your camera and that's all you're doing. Like, I feel like these guys go out there and it's like, they just feel like they're on, they're on a hike. They've got, they've got their binoculars out or something, but it's like, why don't you have a camera with a telescopic lens and just sit there and look through that? I just, it's so weird that there's not like a, like, is there is there any better footage of Bigfoot than the Patterson Gimlin? Yeah, footage. No. And like, and the, and and to be honest, like that does not look real to me. It looks fake. What? I don't know. I kind of give it. I well, dude, it. I just think that the way it turns, the way it turns in that, the uh, it looks like, it looks like um, it looks like the headpiece is fixed to the shoulder piece. So we, this is how it, it would look if it you turned your, it, if you turned it its head. It doesn't turn its head and then shoulders follow. It's it's shoulders and head at the same time. I just pulled it up here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna it. it says walking, walking. Yeah, it's it's sh- well actually. 
Mm. It does turn his shoulders a little bit when you watch it. It does, like a little bit. Well, that's like well, that's mm. what I mean, though. If I was walking, you could keep walking and keep your shoulders straight. It like it opens its it it opens its um it's opens its chest right like it turns so it's like chest turns as well, and I think that's because it there's a suit and it's a fixed suit, but I don't know it, lo- it does look pretty good like you can see some fucking muscle definition those arms are fucking long. Mm-hmm. I don't care who you are. I've watched tons of like I've watched tons of movies from that era like those 19, 1960s, 1970s, and even like the best sci-fi. Weird costumes back then did not look that good. Yeah, I guess so. You know, even I've—I mean, I've watched *The Beast of Boggy Creek*. Like, I watched that classic film, um, and that one, like, even the co- the costumes in that are pretty—you know—they're pretty fake. Like, even those aren't even that good, and they were going for realism. But that one—if that—if that's a suit in Patterson Gimlin, like, that's crazy. I know they've had people come out and say that, that it is, but it's—it's—I don't know. I, don't, I still think it kind of carries things. It still carries into the day where it could still be debated that that no that is real, you know, yeah. Yeah. and and uh, you know there there's too many people reporting things out there that for it not to be true it's got to be something like I am part of me always wants to be like you know it's probably just some Scooby Doo guy it's some homeless guy out there scaring people off the land could be something like that yeah. Which is still kind of terrifying as well, because there's some giant eight foot, you know, six foot tall hermit man running around in a Bigfoot costume. That's, <laughs> that's pretty scary too. But I don't know. Like I want to believe that the the thing is there. And I watched. Did Did you watch the Todd Standing documentary? No, I, I haven't disc- watched it yet. Oh God. Um, oh, Todd, that's... A little update. I think we already talked about it. Todd Standing has moved his um, his Bigfoot uh, lawsuit to uh, Supreme Court, so it will be heard um, in Vancouver. So if you're in Vancouver, you can look up um, our... Hold on. I'll find out the date for you. Um, I'll find out the date, and I'll post it, because it's going to be heard in uh, Supreme Court and it's called uh, Vancouver Law Courts, right downtown. I think it's right on Robson. And you you can go in and see Todd Standing plead his case on how Bigfoot's real. And eventually, the evidence that he says he has, he will have to bring forward in court. So uh, if you're in Vancouver, I highly recommend if you have the day off or you got some time, go. Like uh, one, it would it's gonna be fun. Todd Standing's fucking crazy. So yeah. It's, Either way, it's going to be uh, Zell. Zell has emailed him multiple times to get us to to tr- try to get him to take us out. Yeah, we've emailed him. We we tried to get in contact with him. We haven't heard anything back, you know. But still, we made the effort to reach out there. And I, you know, even when Zell told me that, I kind of I was kind of on the fence. I still am. If he did respond, I probably wouldn't go because I think that guy's a little bit crazy. Yeah, he's he's a, he's a little bit out there. I think he's, um, you know, not playing with the, the full deck. A couple, mm. uh, couple cards short. It's pretty nuts. Yeah. If you if you watch the Discovery and Bigfoot documentary, it's on Netflix. Um, I'm pretty sure you can find it streaming anywhere else, too. Um, I don't want to watch, like, the first, like, half hour. And then and once you watch the first half hour of him uh, driving around in a little uh, little six by six and uh, walking around in a ghillie suit, that's pretty much the whole thing. 
So, <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, hold on. I've I've almost got the date. Uh, oh, I can't search up fucking Supreme anymore. Damn it. But uh, yeah, trying to get trying to get something passed by a court is not the. This is not the first time people have had something try to get passed by a court uh, on account of uh, Bigfoot or Sasquatch. I mean, there was an actual. There's an actual 2004 Whitehall, New York Bigfoot ordinance. Right, the town of Whitehall, New York. Um, there was actual ordinance, and this is called the Doctor Doctor Warren L. Cook Sasquatch Bigfoot Protective Resolution. And this is the this is actual this is word for word what it says. Whereas there is an historic traditional history of accumulating reports of a bipedal ape-like creature walking like as a human in the Whitehall, New York area, often referred to as Bigfoot or Sasquatch, and whereas reports of these creatures can be traced back to the Iroquois and Algonquins and are referenced clearly in the works of Samuel de Champlain. A represent and represent a consistent pattern of sightings and whereas the possibility there's a lot of whereases uh, the possibility of all endangered species proven and pending scientific recognition should be entitled to protection under both federal and New York state laws and whereas the publicity of these creatures could draw not only scientific scrutiny but unwanted hunting parties with weapons that could pose a lethal threat to both the creatures and area residents as well and whereas legislation to protect other cryptozoological creatures has been successfully passed in both the Port Henry for the Lake Champlain monsters, popularly referred to as Champ, and Scamania County, Washington for Bigfoot and Sasquatch. Now, therefore, be it resolved by the Village Board of Trustees of the Village of Whitehall, New York, and the Village of Whitehall adopt the following measures to ensure the safety of those creatures known as Bigfoot or Sasquatch in the following two sections. Section 1. Sasquatch Safety Preserve. The creatures known as Sasquatch or Bigfoot are declared an endangered species in the village of Whitehall, New York, and are hereby protected from potentially lethal abuse or annihilation by hunters or hunting parties. And Section 2, the willful premeditated act of killing or fatally injuring a Sasquatch or Bigfoot within the borders of the village of Whitehall, New York, is hereby prohibited. Adopted this the 5th day of of February 2004. So, if you are in Whitehall, New York, do not shoot a Sasquatch or hit one with your car or you are going down. Oh, my God. But You hit a Sasquatch dude, in Whitehall? No. Todd Standing makes his money by running week-long Sasquatch-seeking expeditions. He charges 4800 U.S. dollars a week for a week. For breathtaking adventure in Canadian wilderness. What? We're shutting ATT down. From now on, we have <laughs> We're Brady Dan's That's where Bigfoot the money- Adventures. We're going. Breathtaking for only 4700 US dollars. Boom. A discount. We will give you breathtaking adventure in the Canadian wilderness. Mm-hmm. You may or may not see Bigfoot. But he's out there. Mm-hmm. That's he's out there. Insane, you might not see him, but man. he's out there. That's insane. That's crazy. $4,800. $4,800. Is that Canadian or American? American. Oh, geez. That's like a million Canadian shekels. <laughs> you can um, buy Alberta for that. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's. Uh, we've been doing an hour. We told Zelly uh, we'd just do an hour. So, uh, um, 
I don't. We can't do a Zell's prolapse with a, a week. But do we have any new reviews? Um, let's see. Most recent. No, no new reviews. So I can't even do some new my podcast reviews. Um. Anyways, we are days, days, days. away. By the time you're listening to this, days away from mm-hmm. Alien Con. Um, it's gonna be a fucking hoot. It's gonna be a blast. I'm pretty excited. Uh, Get drunk um, and meet Gates McFadden, Dr. Beverly uh, Crusher from Star Trek. Had a huge crush on her when I was a kid. <laughs> I can't wait to uh I just I'm just so excited. Uh the whole thing, I'm just gonna be like a little kid having fun. Mm-hmm. Um so if you're coming, um uh we'll see you there. If you're not, um you tickets are sold out, but um, there are some people on our Facebook that are, have been offering to sell their tickets cause they can't attend. Uh, so hit us up on Facebook. I know some people have already inquired. So they, by the time you listen to this, they might be gone, but, um, even if you're in the Pasadena area, uh, we'll be going out after, um, having some fun, um, having some beers. So, uh, be nice to see everyone there. Um, anything else, Dan, anything you want to plug or anything? Uh, not, Really? I don't think so at this point. Hmm. I think okay. I'm excited for new D&D and things like that. Oh, so yeah. I'm excited. Bring, bring back Bacob. Mm-hmm. Uh, Master of the Arcane. Should be fun. Uh, all right. Well, uh, we'll leave you on that note. Uh, as we always say here, uh, keep those eyes on the skies. Oh, because this is a real case file, you know what this means. After hours! Snip, snap. Um, oh, dude, I'm actually so excited to get uh, to go to Alien Con. It's going to be so much fun. That's going to be so cool. I'm like, I'm I've been getting so giddy. So, um, Hoping we get some good cosplays. I know we won't get like really good ones, like they get at Comic Con and stuff like that. I know we won't get really cool ones, but I hope so. I hope we do get some good ones. Oh, I'm sure we'll see some good ones, without a doubt. Um, I hope we so, see some Predator cosplays. That's that'd be neat. We're talking about oh, you know what we should oh, no one's black enough to be Carl uh, Weathers because <laughs> then we could be like we could Ghost we could dress as. No, we could dress as uh, like Arnold and uh, Carl oh, Weathers yeah. from the first. Yeah. Dylan, uh, yeah. you son of a bitch. <laughs> the they have you pushing shake. too many papers. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime right. we see Predator, we should do that in front of them. Dylan, you son of a bitch. <laughs>